You're listening to Damage Boost, the best gaming podcast you've ever heard, as long as you've never heard another gaming podcast. On the show, I'll be talking to other players, streamers, artists, and creators about what makes gaming more than a hobby, but a beautiful art and an activity that brings together communities around the world. Let's jump into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Damage Boost. Today, I have my podfather, if you will, Brian <laughs> Dressel, on to talk about video game movies and not maybe not more importantly, less importantly, uh, Ubol, who I know I'm pronouncing his name wrong, but he does not deserve to have it pronounced right. So we're going <laughs> to start with a positive story, if you would like, uh, how he had a hand in you meeting your wife. Yes. Uh, yeah, let's, I'll jump right into it. So I moved to Chicago when I was about 20 years old, and that was right around the time Blood Rain came out. Remember that wonderful movie, Christina Loken, other people? nude parts of that movie. Was there nudity in it? I don't even remember. I know Uh, there's a crazy, horribly shot sex scene, but I don't remember there's nudity. I mean... I, I remember... That was the only part I remember. So, I'm pretty, <laughs> so there you go. It was go. one of them because he made like three, I think. Yeah, I only saw the first one. Uh, my my Uwe Boll is uh, it's spotty at best, but I've definitely seen too much of it. But either way, so uh, my wife was working with a fellow co-host of Venture Bros when he's not in Babyland, Graham Mason. Uh, they were friends, and they were making a documentary based on Chewie's hometown and a strike at a factory worker. And it was like student documentary thing. Didn't really go anywhere. It was more of a project to learn how to make it than anything else. But after they went and made it, came back to our dorm room, and they were editing. And when they started editing, that meant I had to go do something on my own because I did not know these people. I knew Graham, obviously. I uh, did not know the girl he was with. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get out of your hair. And I went to my room and decided to watch the first thing I could think of, which was Blood Rain by Uwe Boll. I'm like, how bad could it be? More so curiosity than, you know, actually expecting it to be good. Uh, and it was fucking horrible. Yeah. Horrible. It is flaming dog shit. Like, astoundingly bad. So bad that someone, much like myself, would be tempted to kick open the door to whatever editing is going on and fill in these poor people who don't <laughs> understand how bad the movie is. <laughs> And I proceeded to do that throughout the entire, like, two hours of the movie. About every 15 minutes, I'd pause, open the door, and go, Graham, and I don't know your name. Let me tell you everything about the movie I'm watching. (laughs) And she was getting so fucking mad at me because I just kept interrupting and kept derailing all of their work. But I thought it was hysterical, um, both the movie and how mad she got at me. And that was the day I met my wife. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And that, the way you described bursting into a room of people who are doing a task that you could argue is very important and having to tell yeah. them how shitty this movie was makes me think <laughs> you and I would have been great friends if we went to the same school because I was the same person. Oh, I was the worst roommate, but people just kept living with me for a long time. Then she agreed to marry me and still lives with me. I don't get it. People are out of their yeah. minds. I wouldn't live with me. I'm the worst. So we can say that's the one positive thing his movies have produced. I think the one. It can't be much Hold more. On. Hold on, I can try to think. People, uh, they didn't get no. Nah, nah. Well, no, people got paid to work on the movies. That's a like a light compliment because I'm sure he undercut the fuck out of everyone on it. But yeah, still, there's the famous German tax loop or shelter <laughs> thing he used uh, that got closed because of him. So really, he was just pissing away people's money so Ugh. rich people could get tax breaks. He's a a real scumbag. And, uh, yeah, so let's get into it. I, uh, in our notes, wrote the header for his section, and I just called it Fucking Why. Why did he (laughs) get to do anything? And I guess it frustrates me because I am interested enough in the business, and I've I've watched movies my whole life. The TV raised me. My parents were off working or not talking to each other or whatever. It's a joke. Please don't anyone take that seriously. But they, but they, you know, they they did 
they worked very hard, so they were gone a lot. So sure. I had to fill time because, uh, you know, when you grow up poor, that's kind of how it is. So yeah. I watched a lot of movies. I love movies. And as you get older, you start learning about the people who make them and become interested in their careers. I listen to enough uh, podcasts, and I'm starting, especially through After the Hype, learn and talk to more people who work in the industry. And people who want to get things made that are genuinely, like, important or beautiful or unique or different works of art aren't getting their things made for whatever reason. And this fucker has at least, oh God, it's he's got a eight lot movies that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's got and more than it's that. It's bullshit. And they're not only that, uh, I know you want to think about it, but not only that, but being a, such a lover of film and also video games, hence the whole damage boost podcast like wanting those two things to be together because they could be done well, they can be done right. They can those you could take each, that those things, combine them, and make even more beautiful art than you know what the games are giving you or what a movie gives you. But because of him, he's a big part of that stigma that is attached to video game movies can't be good. He, I I think well, he has a significant hand in that stereotype. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of movie or video game movies, and I, I think we we'll, I'm looking at your list now. We'll get to them eventually. That aren't bad. They're just I don't think there's any that are great. But because he made so fucking many, yes. if you just look at like the, fast. the 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 broad average of how many there are and how good they are, more often than not, they suck ass because this guy made the majority of them. Yeah. And, and that doesn't help the fact that movies like Doom still sucked, and that had nothing to do with Uwe Bull. I mean, there. Video game movies yeah. are problematic in and of themselves, but when you put somebody like this fuckstick at the helm, you're you're just screwed. And uh, and I was gonna say this later, but I just want to bring it up now of how this guy's a giant fuckstick. Uh, he's had two documentaries either made about him. Or I don't know how much of a hand he had uh, in making them, but the second one was like the Ubel story, uh, fuck you or something, some bullshit like that. Like if you have to put. Oh, it's Ubal Fuck You All was the name of the doc- second documentary made Lovely. about him. If that is the title of it, because you're saying, obviously you're responding to your haters, it's because you're a piece of shit and no one liked any of your stuff. If that many people were telling you to fuck off and you had you were saying, oh, look, this is my big fuck you. I actually wasn't that bad. No, you are a scumbag. You suck. So, yeah, that's just more of my hate for him. Like, if you're going to call <laughs> your doc, your autobiography, your what, just, Getting worked up, and I'm not making words well, but god damn it, I hate this guy. <laughs> I mean, he really, ha- he'll, he'll take you there, for sure. I try to keep damage boost as a, uh, more of a celebration, and like, we'll talk about issues, but try to address them, I don't want to say maturely, but with a little more class than I'm going to handle this this fucker tonight. I, this is my Let Loose episode, so it's, it's just going to be this way, because god damn this man makes me mad. Like we we talked about Blood Rain. Uh, I didn't really play those, but I I, I knew people that love care. those games. They're such good games and just stupid. They're just so stupid and fun. And then Uwe Bull tried to make it. Yeah, I'm assuming that also killed the video games too when the movies were their things. I don't really know the the story about why those quit getting made. I don't know either. But, and like they sold well, they did well. Yeah, Maybe it's uh, just that they were so blatantly sexist and just male gazy that after a while, like, I don't think we can keep yeah. putting these things out with a straight face. And that would make sense. Yeah, and uh, you can always, like, you know, reimagine or repackage it and modernize it. I I don't I don't think just because something was bad at once, you have to scrap it all together. You can, like, you can look at your mistakes and be like, well, yeah, we shouldn't have fucking done that. Let's fix that. Oh, yeah. I mean, take a look at uh, Witchblade, the uh, the comic series from like the 2000s and 90s, and yeah, I think 90s and 2000s. Uh, that recently, that was really well known. I mean, for being just super, just male gazy. Um, she basically, whenever she like would unleash her power, it'd rip all of her clothes off. Like it was just super, just kind of creepy, but still very empowering. And there was things that like people could attach to. So I think two years ago, when they rebooted it, got rid of all the male gazy patriarchy bullshit and just made it about her and her being powerful and it was great yeah. so it can be done but you know not in a movie or with Uwe Bull at the helm nothing yeah, good will the, come of it <laughs> so while we're uh, piling on this, this shit stick uh, I 
we're we're roughly the same age. We grew up kind of towards the dying age of arcades. I remember like they were starting to yep. fade out, um, but I still love going to them. That was a big thing. Like me and my dad, my mom would go shopping, and my dad's like, "All right, I got some quarters. Let's go play the you know the Simpsons arcade game or whatever." That was like part of oh, yeah. one to play together. But I loved uh, House of the Dead. That was one of my favorite arcade games to play, and I really. As hard as it was to play, and they're still out there now with the, around, at least in the Midwest, Round 1s and Dave and & Buster's are making a big, I don't want to say comeback, but there's, like, these arcade bowling areas are starting to become a thing again, which is really fun, and you just get, like, a hour pass, which I prefer over paying, you know, like a dollar or whatever to play. Anyway, love House of the Dead. Cheesy-ass story, weird demon things, fucking fun. And not and not that the story was something that shouldn't have been touched, but his fucking House of the Dead movie, they they let him have I think it was seven million dollars to make that movie, seven million dollars, and if anybody's seen went. it, yeah, because the, the production was terrible. It was very, it was like those weird, it's like ski. Do you remember those weird ski movies that were like weirdly, kind of like predatory, where like they're always spying on the women or. Like, just oh, doing like weird... Ski School? Ski School is the exact one I'm thinking of. Yeah. That was a weird... <laughs> yeah, it had, like, one of those weird feelings. Wow, like, I hate that I remember that one. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it's like that weird, like... Like, they're gonna... He he was... He's gonna put boobs in this movie because it's the only way he's gonna get people to watch it, essentially. But it was really, like... Like, that weird predatory... It wasn't art. Yeah, and it kind of felt like those, uh, like those horror movies you can find on Amazon Prime for free that you can tell like it was just two dudes and a cell phone who went out in the woods and convinced some people to run around scared for a little while. Like yeah. House of the Dead kind of had that vibe to it, and then every now and then they'd try to like make it first person shooter like, and they had like those weird cutscenes where there'd be like, a zombie biting the screen or uh, like, the- or you'd have like the random first person moments. Like it was just. You could see That's, that somewhere they were told, make it more like the video game. And they were like, well, I never played the video game, so what do you want? <laughs> and the, like, the weird, like, spin around the characters after they got their, like, guns thing that they did. What? And they're always what holding different guns. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least hold the same gun. The, a couple of other movies I noted, uh, he made a Postal movie, which, like, that game didn't age well. Um, especially That with- game didn't age well by the time it came out. Yeah, um, I, I guess you could argue at least when it came out, it you know maybe it was far less offensive than what we're currently living in, especially you know with gun control and everything. Sure. Uh, so that movie shouldn't exist, probably, unless you're trying nope. to teach something. And I guarantee you that asshole is not trying to teach anything or send a message. I don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah, <laughs> I because I, I'm I wasn't gonna spend that much of my time I, I mean i got i got kids i got friends like i don't want to spend more of my life than i have to learning about this piece of shit but like sure I, I don't know how much of it like he thinks he is doing these movies justice he that he really feels like he's making art um and if he is like and for some people like you get told you shouldn't do it and they do it and Turns out all those people were wrong, and they were just tell you know. But he really shouldn't. Like he's not one of those <laughs> stories. Like he, he just did something because he loved it, and he didn't care what people thought. And he was going to max out his credit card. Like he did self finance a lot of things, but he also used the German, uh, the tax loophole. So I don't know how noble the self finance was when he was probably still getting a bunch of money from wealthy people because they could write it off. So like whatever, but he. He made uh, one I was going to bring up that, and I, eventually in this episode I want to get to movies that we want to see that we think would act, or video games we think would be great movies. Uh, but he did make a Far Cry movie, which was before I knew that was on my list of games. I uh, games I thought would make amazing movies, and I didn't even want to look up a trailer for his fucking Far Cry movie because I guarantee you it sucked ass. I mean. I just kind of I'll lump the Far Cry movie in with the first Far Cry game as something that I think was uh, just a bad idea all around. I hate the first Far Cry game. I don't think it gets really good till three. I know a lot of people love two. Uh, three is amazing. Four was great. Five was okay. Uh, but the, you want to talk about the, the movie, five real quick? I, uh, huh? Go ahead and finish. No, go ahead. Then I'll talk about five. 
No, I was gonna say I was just gonna jump into the movie because I hadn't seen. I didn't even know it was a fucking movie until this podcast. Like that was just one of the ones I totally missed. Yeah, I don't think it's something the people who own Far Cry now want people to probably know about. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Cause woof. So the, take a side swerve here. Uh, yeah. Just did you, you did you play all the way through five? Did you finish? I never. I didn't do the DLC. Uh, the one that came out, not DLC. The what was it? New World or New Order or whatever yeah. it was. The I didn't play that one. Yeah, I haven't. I, I haven't played the DLC. I actually ended up like kind of selling the game, but. <laughs> so you but you play through the main story basically yeah so yep. so mm-hmm. spoilers for that i hated the ending um it felt very mass effect 3 to me kind of felt like a, they wrote themselves in the corner and they thought they were being clever but it was just kind of stupid because you do like i don't know it's a game where choices are supposed to like make these differences and at the end they essentially don't and that was really frustrating to me personally i thought it fit with all of the Joseph, I'm forgetting his last name now, but all of his, like, like mentality and, like, all of his, like, quote-unquote teaches and followers, I thought the whole choice is pointless because I'm going to win was, like, the best way to end that movie, or the best way to end that game because it just gave you this idea the whole time that you're actually fighting for something. You're going to win. You got this. Just like every other video game fucking ever except for Spec Ops The Line. Um... It's just what you're going to do. You're going to beat the bad guy. You're going to win the game. And you have all these choices, and they matter, and yada, yada, yada. And then you get to the end, and it's like, oh, no, I fucking lost. And there's absolutely no way to win. Resistance is futile. And with that, I loved it. Like, I thought it was such a like it's such a clever way to end a game, because we just don't ever get that anymore. Because the way to win a game is to beat the last bad guy, and then you've won. So the idea of a bleak loser ending is just so rare. Like, there are so few and far between... That when I get one that actually catches me off guard, like I had no idea that was going to happen, I was so into it. I, I really, I totally disagree. I love the ending. I think it's great. I fair enough, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say either one of us are right on that because I think your perspective. Cool, I will. And, I'm right. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess like when, especially for Far Cry, where they kind of encourage you to 100% the game, and I spent a lot of time trying to like set the record for the fish and uh, and all that. And then getting that ending, like, it's because I have so, and we talked about it in our uh, episode about being dads and gamers, which, you know, if anybody wants to go back, check out, they definitely should. But, you know, finite amount of time. And I guess I was kind of bitter. I spent that much time and to kind of be like, feel like none of it mattered. And I guess uh, where we are in with our country kind of sucking. I was like, I need a pick me up. And <laughs> it was such a downer. And I'm like, Oh man. Like when I watch a movie where like the bad guy wins, it affects me less because I spent hour, and a half, two hours, whatever. But for that game, I'd probably put in you know, probably a good solid 10 hours at least between mm-hmm. that and like playing online with friends and stuff like that. So it's not the game's fault. That's more on me and my perspective. But I that's part that's why I didn't like it. I'm not saying it's bad, but I personally didn't like it for those reasons. I think that's fair. I just I think I was just willing to just go along for whatever ride it wanted to tell or whatever story it wanted to tell. And when that was just kind of like, oh, you're going for a bleak, bitter ending. Cool. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I I, you know, I think uh, for for us, you are much. Uh, at least working with you, you're happy, you're positive, you're motivating, and I am dead inside. So when the game's like, hey, you know how you feel inside, Brock? It's right. Nothing matters. So I was like, oh, I don't want to hear that. That's not cool. <laughs> For you, that's you're fair. like, well, that's, you know, I life is good. Moving on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's your, your healthier look on life that uh, made that ending uh, probably a little bit easier for you. It's very possible. <laughs> So moving on from that depressing uh, hole I brought us down. Or not. Uh, or not. Yeah. I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to pull you down with me. I'm like, I'm like a crab when people are boiling the pot, you know, just f- fucking pulling the other guys in. Like, no, you're going to fucking die with me. Yeah. Um, so he also threatened, and I, I thought it was really funny where I wrote this, and I'm over-explaining it, so it won't be funny now. But he retired in 2012, but he does keep threatening to come back to make movies. So, like, 
Well, who knows if he's going to stay retired? I'm not sure when his because like his last movies came out in like 2016, 2017. I want to say so. Either he made those before he retired, or he just retired from video game movies. Because I think his last video game movie was fucking um, the name of the king. I think was that, that was that a video game? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I know Burt Reynolds was unhappy on a horse in that movie, and uh, Jason Statham was in it, right? He was in the first one, but the, I'm talking about the third one. He just kept making them. Oh, there movies. was fucking three. Yeah, the Shit. third one had a uh, had Firestorm, not Firestorm. Um, fuck Mick from um, Legends of Tomorrow in it. Oh, Dominic Purcell, I think his actor. Did he his, did he need name. money? <laughs> yeah, no, that's upsetting. There's three of them, and uh, from like I said, I tried. My brain is trying to get rid of all the stuff I learned about him. But I'm pretty sure a lot of his movies do sit on shelves until they can find distributors or whatever for like three or four years at a time. I know he had gotten funding post-2012 for some movies, but I don't know if they, he ever actually ended up making them. And I'm oh, not okay. going to make the effort to figure it out. He And it sounds like he might have actually at least produced them. Because I think he's still technically active as a producer, maybe. But not as a director. Which, you know, just... Get, get get the fuck away from everything, dude. Like, yeah, uh, I'm kind of fine with him not directing anymore. Um, so we can start transition a little to less shitty, but still shitty. Uh, the problems with video game movies, besides Ubol or Uibol, or however the fuck you want to say his name. Uh, for me, yeah, <laughs> the weird YouTube things always crack me up. <laughs> But I won uh, how to say coupon correctly uh, argument with a coworker, so kudos well, to the YouTube coupon. things. And you'll still be wrong. It's coupon. Yeah. Oh, I'm fine with that. I also say milk and right. pillow, so enjoy those in your ears. Oh, oh, oh. That explains why you <laughs> like Pacific Rim too. Everything's making sense now. I'm still upset by that, by the way. You'll be fine. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm still. You're so wrong about it, it makes me upset, but you're a nice person, so I should let it go, but... Yeah. You'll be fine. It'll be okay. No, no, it's, it's a bad movie. Okay, so why like, why, why do you think they don't transition well for the most part? And the ones that are popular, you could still argue are technically bad movies. Like, Mortal Kombat made a fuck ton of money, and I love it, and the soundtrack's amazing, but it's you still argue that it's not a good movie. Percent. No, I, I mean, I I don't mind Mortal Kombat. I don't I don't love it, but I don't mind it. Um, I don't love any of the Resident Evil movies, but I enjoy all but the last two. I uh, it's it's they're all kind of hit and miss. I don't think there's, we still have not had a great video game movie. It just has not happened yet. We've gotten okay. I think is the best we've c- done so far. What what was your opinion on Detective Pikachu? It was good. So I, I would argue that's probably, like, 1 or 1A one in terms of, like, entertaining and good. I would say it's the best we've gotten so far. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. just, I just wish it wasn't just so blatantly, like, Pikachu Deadpool. Deadpool. It was just, I mean, I was okay with it. I think that's what made I, it so fun for me. I mean, it was fun. the games but aren't just, great. The Detective Pikachu games are not that fun. No, and I, I didn't really need that. I just, I, I don't know. You asked me why do I think video game movies don't work, and I know you and Emily tackled this, and I, I hopefully I'm going to say something different. Um, but my main reasoning of why video game movies just fundamentally do not and will not work, I, don't, I am I'm in the camp now of like just just leave them. We we're not going to get there. I don't want them. Um, it, it's you. The story that you play in a video game is you. You push the buttons. You move the character forward. You personally experience it. So every time you play a video game, you're putting yourself in someone other's shoes and you're making decisions. And whether or not they're preordained decisions, if it's like an on-rail shooter or something like that, win or fail, whatever, it's all based on you, the player. And when you remove yourself from a lot of these stories, they don't work anymore. Like, they're okay, they're fine, they're entertaining, but you lose that connectivity that you have when you're at the helm. And that, on top of the fact that 
I don't know a single video game that was beyond maybe Portal that was super short and still totally amazing. And if you're going to try to cram, say, like a Mass Effect, which you could put 20 hours in, you could put 150 hours in and still get the same story, there's just no way to convert that into a two and a half hour movie. Like, it's just, I, I will throw out the word impossible. Like, impossible. Don't even bother. Like, there's no point. It won't work as a movie. That's where I'm at now, and I, that's, I'm not sure where, uh, where other people are, and I hope I'm not just being a big old negative Nancy. But that's me. So I guess my – I know it's not exactly the same, but could you make a – I feel like you could make a similar argument for books. I know you don't technically control the character in a book, but you're still – you're building a lot of the world visually in your head as you read. Sure. So and, I – but they can, work, they can work if you, if you take – I think if you take the essence – and handle it with care. I think the same thing with video games. Like if you, I think Mortal Kombat the first one worked because the people who made it at the time, the director, uh, people who had the rights, really fucking loved the game and wanted to make yeah. something that was close to the game. And even though it's yeah issues with acting, uh, visual effects didn't age very well, all that it just has that feeling of like we cared and this is what we're going to show you. It's like you know, when your kid, when they're really little and they draw a picture of you, but it's really just a blob and some scratches, like, they cared and made it for you. So you're like, oh my god, this is beautiful, I'm going to cry. And I think, it's a weird analogy, but I think Mortal Kombat was that way. And I think a lot I of games, especially Uwe Bowl ones, video game movies, are not that. They're like, hey, look, give us money, we gave you some shit. Yeah, I think that's fair. But the, I mean, anybody who listens to After the Hype will have uh, will have heard me go on for probably way too often about, like, I'm not a big fan of book adaptations, because I think they're a bad idea. I think we should write movies. Uh, you can write a movie based on a book, but if you try to adapt the book, I think you're out of your fucking mind. You're just wasting time, for the exact same reason I just said about video games. And that leads kind of into what you were saying. Of Sure, if you want to make a Mass Effect game, make a Mass Effect game. You can even call your main character something Shepard if you want, but I'd leave it there. After that, just make your own thing. Don't try to retell the story. You're just wasting time because you're never going to finish it. So I think that kind of, it's the same sort of idea. Like if I wanted to watch, say, Game of Thrones and it was page for page on the screen, it'd be the most boring fucking show ever. It was right to just trim and just try to make it as close as you can while not doing the exact same thing. Um, Except for so season I'm not, eight. Well, fuck, the, the end of that show is just an atrocity to everything um it's dexter level it might be worse than dexter it's, it's worse, worse than dexter, than dexter. uh yeah. it's it's the worst it, it is the worst um yep. that's like bob newhart level of just what at least bob newhart was funny about it doesn't matter um you know what i take that <laughs> back bob newhart's it. finales were phenomenal it's more like uh that hospital show where everything was in a snow globe fuck that oh um um uh, was it, that wasn't Dallas. No, it was not General Hospital. No. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's as dumb as that. That's how Game yeah. of Thrones was the ending. As dumb as that. I can't remember the name of the other show. Anyhow. Um, what were we talking about? Something good video game movies? Bad video game movies? Um, I was bringing up the point of whether or not, you know, sometimes books work and if, like, that was the same concept as adapting from a video game. Yeah. And can you explain the difference similar. between making one based off of and an adaptation? Uh, I sure. think that's so, what you were also getting at. Yeah, so say uh, Lincoln is, uh, if you've read the book Lincoln, you've seen the movie Lincoln, you, you pretty much know every single thing that's going to happen beat by beat by beat by beat because um, it just basically follows the page. Uh, famously, Apocalypse Now, uh, Francis Ford Coppola had a uh, binder where he took every single page of the book and put it in this big binder so he could flip through it faster. Uh, so he could absolutely make sure the page was on the screen. I That's a bad example because I think Apocalypse Now is the best that's ever done it, but it yeah. just kind of shows how people can get very slaved to the book. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a really good one recently. Um, I can't remember the name, which one was really great recently, but the idea of adapting it versus just making the page on the book is basically just taking the story and retelling it with your own words. Don't ever go back to the book. If you've read the book... Great, you're done. You know the story. From there, make it your own. Because if you don't make it your own, you're just telling somebody else's story over and over and over. And like, there's a, you know, there's a history to that. You know, like Shakespeare is telling somebody's story over and over and over. We're still doing Shakespeare today. There's something kind of cool about it. But at the same time, like we've done that. We've seen it so many times. If you want to make a like, movie, 
based on the weirdness, a crazy book about a guy who I, I don't even remember what he like the devil like makes a deal with him through like one of those like waving cat statues. Fucking weird book. If you wanted to make that into a movie, great. Take the things that are cool and then go write a movie. Don't try to make the book. I you know with you explain that way, I think the things I've seen that are more like that, I've enjoyed more because I'm not going in with as much expectations. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Uh, the 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 going kind of like on the flip side of like what I was saying is if you just look at the video game movies we have, say like Mortal Kombat is okay, it's fine. I, I get what you're saying. Where like obviously somebody involved loved it and somebody involved just went put more fighting in it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. They basically every time the screen tested it, they went back, did reshoots, added more fighting. The movie's ridiculous, um, but it's fine. But if you look at a movie like, say, Detective Pikachu or Resident Evil, they took the idea of those games and just went and made a story. And I'm going to enjoy those movies ten times more every time yep. because they just went and did something different. I love the first two of those. Where they started to go down, and even though it was an entertaining movie, I think it's five. The one where they're in like that underground. Yep. Um, no, that was because the director. Was six? Okay. So it was six. Six. Yeah, where they go in the underground thing and they fight all the basically robot bullshit. The director yeah. hated zombies and didn't want to have zombies in the movie. Like, why? And that uh, we I talked about it a little bit with Emily, but why take jobs like that with uh, IP that people love and money, then because money, you're money, pissy money. about something, take, yeah, and, and like, but then act like you're above it. Like, you know, turn your nose up at it. Like, zombies are fucking stupid. I'm going to do my own thing with this property that's all based off of fucking zombies. Like, you're being yeah, a the fourth game isn't based head. on zombies. Okay, fair enough. And also, <laughs> the all the different viruses, I do get that. But like you said, they made it their own thing. And with, even yeah. within that, and they're still pulling from the games because they brought in... And they... Oh, fuck. They had Wesker, oh, it fell who's apart, my favorite bad guy. They just they brought Leon in, who for, you could argue, not maybe to the Resident Evil fans, but to like the casual fan, four was the one everyone knows because that was the best gameplay for uh, more casual players. You write in Leon, you write Chris Redman from five uh, and Redfield. his sister Redfield. Sorry. Uh, I was thinking of a quarterback from, for the Baltimore Ravens. My bad. Um, I don't know why. The video game podcast. Then. Get your sports out of here. Sorry. Football's <laughs> on right now. And, and then like, I think it was between the, were either the last movie and the movie for that or, but it was either six and seven, and then there's there's eight, right? God, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. I'm trying to. The fourth one's the one that takes place at the mall, or like. It's the one after Vegas. So then five would be the bottle episode. So maybe there's only six? At the end of that one, they're like standing on the end of the, at the top of the White House, and all those characters are there, and they're like, yeah, we're going to fucking fight these zombies. And then, oh, yeah, they and then kill it, everybody it off, off, screen. off screen. And there's like all these iconic. <laughs> fucking like, what the fuck are you doing and yeah uh, so that's the way going, not to wait, handle that how much money do we have oh that's not nearly enough um yep, shit. all right we'll throw how about we throw ruby rose into a fan will that get people excited to watch our movie no <laughs> oh well <laughs> uh, uh weird crossover the guy who played johnny cage in the first mortal kombat was in uh, Resident Evil Extinction. He was the sniper cowboy guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So just a little little that? piece of movie trivia for you. How about that? Yeah. Uh, another uh, problem. Yo, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you know what? It's fine. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I think one of the big problems for me, um, and I hate the fucking MPAA. They're a useless piece of shit organization who just does shit because they can and whatever i could go i could do a whole thing about them some other time but pg 13 studios wanting pg 13 ratings for a lot of these movies i think is a problem for like movies in general but especially for video game movies the ones that are typically being adapted into movies or uh, written whatever you want to call it they can't be pg 13 uh mortal kombat although it worked for the one they made for it to be pg 13 but i think it was easier to get more hardcore stuff then than it is now into PG-13. Depending on what it is, yeah. The uh, really shitty Max Payne movie that they made with Mark Wahlberg, who I hate. Marky Mark! I could go on a huge rant about how he's a giant piece of shit as well. 
Uh, and I think the director had a big part of, like, in that movie being bad. A lot of the Resident Evil movies, I think, are PG-13, if I remember correctly. Uh, 100% and rated R. Really? All of them? Yep. I felt like R they got kind of light towards the end. All right, well, good for them. I'll eat crow on that. That's my bad. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't really use their R rating very well, so, you know, no. you're still kind of on the same boat. But okay, my thing is, I, I don't mind a PG-13 movie. I've never minded a PG-13 movie. I think the, the problem is is when people just try to water down their R-rated movie into a PG-13 movie. Yes. I think yes. that's when you run into a problem. If you're going out expecting to make a hard R, Mortal Kombat, heads are flying, people are dying, guts are coming out, and you're like, actually, on the second thought, can we just really tone this down? Then you just get a shitty movie out of it. But if you come out of the gate expecting to make a PG-13 film, that's not necessarily a problem. My, my best example will always be Drag Me to Hell, the Sam Raimi movie. Oh, I, I really like that movie. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I think it's near perf- near perfect. Um, but he went out of the gate expecting to make a PG-13 horror film. And then if you try to watch the unrated version that they made him make for uh, Blu-ray, it's fucking garbage. It's nowhere near as good. You should go to the one that he wanted to make. I think when it comes down to the ratings, it's all... Uh, it should be up to the filmmaker, not up to the studio, which will never happen. That's such right. a lofty goal. It will never happen. But if the filmmaker knows that they have a PG-13 Resident Evil that will still be fucking hard, it will be great, it will be exactly what you wanted, and it will still hit that number, then make it. I'm, I'm all for it. I don't have a problem with the rating. It's just about the filmmaking behind it. Yeah, I do agree with that. And, yeah, I, I guess I probably worded it poorly. A lot of the, so like my go to sleep thing is I watch like breakdowns of how older, especially like eighties movies got made, and a lot of the issues with a lot of the underperforming was they were rated R, and the studio was like, no, we want a PG thirteen because we're trying to cash in on this craze, and then like take away from a lot of the amazing practical effects they were doing back then. So yeah, your point of if if that's what you intend to make, you're gonna make it well because that's what you know you're making it for. Yeah. Like, I'm a diehard, die I'm wearing a shirt right now, Friday the 13th fan. I love the whole franchise, there's not a single bad movie out of the bunch except for, eh, maybe the fifth one. No, Jason, is kind of a bad idea, doesn't matter. Uh, when you go through those movies, they all made these super gory, tons of practical effects, guts, gore, and galore, and it's awesome, and then they watered the fuck down, like crazy. The best movie is uh, Seven, and you know I was going to say in my opinion, but that's a fact. We can all agree it's the best one. <laughs> um, and in that one, it's like every time somebody's about to get killed by Jason, it cuts away, and it's like, how is this even rated R? Like, there's nothing in it. Like, it just gets so fucking frustrating. It's like, it, just make the movie. I don't. Sorry, know that's my I've rant about seven. about <laughs> the MPA. You've never seen Seven. Probably not. I. Oh, so my, you got us. New Beginnings, man. It's the best one, far and away. They basically they the studio. I'll, I'll totally go off on a tirade about it. Me. You you have to see. Oh, good. It's basic. You have to. So basically, they went. Um, Carrie was really popular. What should we do with that? Uh, we can do Jason versus Carrie. Will people go for that? <laughs> I don't know. And then we got an amazing movie out of it. It's fucking great. It's when Kane Hutter comes into the franchise. That's when he takes over as Jason. He's the best Jason by far. If you disagree with me, you're wrong. I'm sorry. I'll see you on the other side. Uh, it's just... I don't want to say anything else. It's great. You need to see Friday 13, 7, New Beginnings. It's the best. Did you want to start... I know you wanted to ask about like video game movies we still want to see. Is that still, uh, yes. still something you um, want to talk? Okay. Yes, definitely. Um, so one that I'm really... Uh, there's okay. I'll start with two big ones that absolutely should be made. Uh, one that was partly kind of made uh, was the Halo movie. And if you haven't seen the test footage that Peter Jackson did with the guys in the the warthog being shot at and like firing back up, it looks fucking good. It's all practical, I'm pretty sure, and um, no like no CGI at all. It looks so goddamn good. And the fact that that movie ended up not getting made, and I'm also not counting. I'm looking at this more of like a theatrical release or like a significant Netflix release. Like there's those Halo movies that you can wa- you can find on Netflix, but I don't really count those. And that's uh, just an arbitrary thing I decided. Um, it's not really based off anything. I will say this much. Forward Unto Dawn is pretty fucking good. Is it? 
in my rankings of all video game movies, it might be number two. Really? Like, under Detective Pikachu. Like, it's pretty fucking good. It's got the girl from um, uh, the first two uh, Narnia movies in it. And she's really good. It's just, they're just decent movies. It's just a decent movie all around. Like, when Master Chief finally shows up, it's like, oh, fuck, there is Master Chief. Like, it's, I'd give it a shot. If you I, haven't I seen will... Forward Unto Dawn, I would give that one a shot. That I, I'm serious. When we're done, look up the test footage if it's still out there. I assume it is. It was like for someone. I am. That was the game that you know I bought an Xbox for. I I think it's the only reason yeah, anyone bought an too. Xbox when it first came out. Like, and those stories up until uh, oh god, I'm breaking on their name. Bungie quit making them. Those stories were um, packed full of emotion. I loved uh, Halo Two with the Arbiter and like. Kind of revealing how their the prophets were essentially using religion to control all these alien species and you know maintain this power over the universe. It's just it was really deep and so well done. We, and I'm really sad we didn't get to. I really wanted to see. I know we talked about adapting versus like just kind of making a story from it. I really wish at least Halo Two in particular we could have had a movie of. I would take just something like similar and I, I feel like peter jackson neil blomkamp probably could have done it i i honestly i mean i honestly don't know because neil blomkamp has sucked on ice ever since he finished uh district nine but that was district such a good Ni- fucking movie too by the I, way oh my god i have a needs more love i have a theory that there is a shot from the halo footage in district nine because there's one time where there's a dude firing a gun. I'm like, that's a gun from Halo. I know that weapon. I spent <laughs> so many fucking hours staring at the back end of that weapon. I guarantee it. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about. I, I think it's too big of a story for a movie. I, I think it would be still. I still think it make a better series. Um, like a, a long and we are getting of... a series, aren't we? Isn't there still like word that they're making a series, or did that just die? I don't know, honestly. Uh, so wasn't Spielberg attached to it for a while? I, I, I really stopped hanging. Whenever they say Halo movie or TV show, I'm just like, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. And then when I do, I'll, I'll watch it. Like I did with Forward Unto Dawn. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll give it a shot. The uh, I was, Side note to kind of tie it back. Spielberg is a huge Mortal Kombat fan. And he was yeah. supposed to be the... He was supposed to be involved in it in some way. Couldn't do it for some reason. And he was also supposed to be in the movie as the director that's talking to Johnny Cage. But couldn't, uh, because of scheduling reasons, do it. So that's if you so notice yeah. some guy who looked like him. Yes, yes, exactly. That's <laughs> literally what they did. Um, yep. Yeah, no, I and I think a Halo series, like you said, I I think you could tell more of a story if you did it uh, almost. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the show. Daredevil, like Daredevil level yeah. financing would be good, but I almost would like to see the type of Avengers Endgame money get put into it and tell. Maybe even make it not maybe not nineteen movies, but make it a solid five six movie thing. You just pour a shit ton of money in, and if it works, because I want to see it's weird. Go ahead. Uh, I say it's weird because I don't know. I don't know if there's a movie or there's a video game out there that could actually like hold up a franchise beyond Resident Evil. Like I'm not sure what the next one of those will be because I know they're already remaking another. They're making another Resident Evil franchise supposed to follow the games more. So. That's short for it's going to suck. Um, <laughs> but, like, I look at Halo, and it could be done, depending on how they want to tell the story. Um, I think they do run into a very big Master Chief problem of I don't know any studio that isn't whoever put out uh, Dread who's willing to have a mask over your main character right. 100% and that, of the time. That's a huge concern I have, too, because he doesn't need to ever take off his fucking helmet. And that's one thing that no. really annoyed me about. And I love all the Marvel movies. I just I watched Endgame again today. Um, and cried twice, even though I've seen it a bunch of times. But they always are taking off their fucking mask or helmets. And, and like, I get it. You're paying you for pay these actors. Their, yeah. You're, but, you're paying for their face. But it doesn't make any sense, like, why he doesn't have his fucking helmet on or mask on right now. Like, just fucking stop, and you cannot have Master Chief's face out. I think not yeah. exposing what he looks like, you know, his ethnicity, anything, I think it just he just needs to be Master Chief. The whole, like, thing behind Spider-Man is, like, it could be anybody behind the mask. Yep. I think Master Chief's the same way. He's literally just John one one whatever. I can't remember his number. Yeah, he's basically a one one four. Yeah, one one four. Thank you. He. I yeah. could be wrong, but I think it is. I'll, I'll roll with it. I'm gonna say you're right. 
you know, he his whole thing is it could be anybody, and I think that makes it one better a better story. Two, it makes it a lot more marketable to you know everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's an interesting problem because like like I'm just going down the list that you sent me. Like Gears of War, I think would just be a, a horrendously terrible. They're movie. making it, you know, um, that, right? Oh yeah, it's going to be awful. No, 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 uh, no. Just... I want to argue this. I want to argue this. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I'm not basing this off anything, but the the books with the backstory of everything, uh, it's pretty fucking interesting. And I think that there's a lot of good stuff there to tell a good story. Not necessarily a Gears of War story, but a good story is there. My problem is Gears of War is just such a fucking ridiculous world that unless you're willing to go in hook line and sinker and just have these big fucking hulky meaty dudes wearing 20 pounds or sorry 200 pounds of metal Damn and Batista. a chainsaw gun like like yeah you need that level Terry of Cruz. just complete Those are the two guys atta- they're actually ad- attached to it i, I mean those are big funny. beefy beefcakes that's true they're really funny gears was not that funny like there, there's just so many reasons why I don't think a Gears of War movie is a, a good idea, um, and I'd love to be proved wrong. I would love, but just the stories are sure they're great, but I mean it's just it's a gallery shooter. Like that's all of the games. You go to a one room, you shoot everything. You go to the next room, you shoot everything. You go to another room, you shoot everything. There was a famous documentary that came out when they were making, or famous like short documentary, like five minutes when they were making Halo Two where a guy basically broke down what every video game tries to do, which is make about 15 to 20 seconds of the most entertaining time you've ever had, rinse and repeat. And that's... That is totally Gears of War. And it's great, and I love the games, and they're awesome. But will those stories still work when I don't have all of that awesome gameplay in between it? I don't think so. I um, I hope. I'd love to be wrong. I So, I, there's one thing, I think it's it's right about really any movie is if you're not going to be hook, like you said, hook, line and sinker going to make this world. It won't work. You cannot have, you can't like, all right, it's going to be set on earth and we're going to have the locust be some shit that Russia did. Like that's, that's dumb. It's not going to work. Like yep. you have to have it on the planet they're on and have it be like the whole, the locusts were created by humans by pumping all this shit in there. That you have to do all that, and if it's made with love, I think it work. And I, I think there's there's a lot yeah. of story in those games, even though it is like a gallery shooter. And I think there's enough uh, hinted at from characters about their backstories that if you just bring that in visually, and it will work. Uh, like I, uh, spoilers for Gears, I cried. I, I knew it was coming. I cried my eyes out when Dom died. They made it fucking feel it made it matter even though it was a game where you run in and you shoot a bunch of stuff i felt that but you when felt that way because you felt like you were marcus and you were making a bond with that character over how many hours well no no i felt it because I, after what he went through where he had to kill his wife when she was infected and like right see the way they they changed his character to the next game and the way he his lines and talked you could feel it was a man that was just, he was ready to die. And he was waiting for that, uh, you know, old Batman good death moment. Yeah. But again, that's because you spend all the time with those people. If they try to just force it, if that's hour four, like say two hours for movie one, two hours for two for movie two. Eh. I, I like, that's what I mean. Like, I just, I'm not sure if make it there's work. enough there. I'd love to be wrong. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. I would love to be wrong. Cause either way they've got my 20 bucks. I'm, I'm going, it's a Gears of War movie. I'm still there. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that I they got no faith Batista in it. In it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really, with any, Batista, I'm still not a hundred percent on. Like, I like Batista. He's funny. He's great as Drax. I got a high five from him once. I'll, that's awesome. I yeah. want to see him do something else. I want to see him be other than Drax. Because he was fine in, uh, what was it, um, the James Bond movie. But he didn't really have to do anything in that. And I haven't seen Stuber yet, um, but I've heard good things. He was pretty decent in the um, Chronicles of Riddick movie he was in, too. Yeah, he was okay in that. He wasn't bad. I just I want to see him be a leading guy again. I need to see Stuber. Uh, I really want to see that. 
But if I'm looking at other movies, like, I never want a Mass Effect movie. Never. Because it's all based on choice. Even if the choice is ultimately, like, pointless because they didn't know how to end it. It's still choice. And you take the choice out, I don't want to see it. What? I'd watch a movie set in the Mass Effect world. Yes, like how they're doing with uh, yeah. um, Lord of the Rings, kind of. Where they're just doing, like, yeah. hey, this, this story, this Amazon show is going to be based in the world. But it's not going to have, you know, we're not going to shoehorn in all this other shit from the books. Like the main, yeah, the I would definitely do that. Books. I yeah, I um, agree with it. Pers- if you're gonna do Mass Effect, that's how you have to do it. Yeah, Persona Five. Uh, I've spent about 290 hours playing that game, um, and then I've spent 40 hours watching the anime. Um, I don't need any more Persona Five. <laughs> I, I think I'm maxed out. I'll be I'll be real honest with you. The reason I put it on the list is. Uh, a lot of the younger YouTubers I have interviewed always talk about that game, and I know you talked about. It. I'm like, oh, the kids, the kids like this game. I should throw it on here. <laughs> Something they want to talk the about. Kids, I'm in my mid thirties. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. Um, it's actually better than good. It's fucking great. I'm actually, I'm the game I'm currently playing. I'm going to finish after we finish this conversation. Is the Catherine remake, uh, Full Body, and that's great too. Atlas makes good fucking games. Uh, I'm not honestly. If I if you were asking point blank, what video game do I want a movie of? I don't know if I'd have an answer. Even like a TV show, I think the best would always be Mass Effect. But I still think that best exists in the world. If I had, if you put a gun to my head and made me answer, you have it on your list. It's Bioshock. Yes, and that's the one I wanted to talk about next. Um, one of the best stories, like ga- uh, games that I forgot I was playing a game, like. With the picking yep. up the, I can't remember, hollow, not hollow tapes, but the recordings and listening to all the stories, uh, the whole like philosophy behind it. There's so much to it. You forget you're playing a game, and then I didn't see the twist coming. And no, and there was supposed to be a Bioshock movie. I believe it got to per, some kind of. I don't know industry terms very well, so. Pardon me if I'm completely wrong, but I got some sort of production stage. But the people uh, who I had know the rights who to worked it, on it, okay. And uh, I have friends who are on that crew. <laughs> so tell me if what I read off the internet is wrong. Then that they studio wanted to be PG-13, and people who had the rights to it said no, it, it will not work as PG-13. It needs to be R, and also money. That was a that was a fight they were willing to have. That wasn't going to shut down production. Um, that was okay. one of those like, well, we're gonna make th- they're gonna do exactly what we talked about earlier in the episode of uh, what I hate of we're gonna make the movie we want to make and if we have to edit it down later, we'll edit it down later and that was just kind of what they were going with because um, they felt that if they were to just make the best movie possible and show it to the studio, they go, nope, fuck, you're right, or it is. I'm filling in a lot of blanks there. I don't have the exact answer, but from what I've been told, that's kind of what I gathered. Um, they'd already started building sets. They'd already started making locations. Um, the, uh, what it came down to was I need more money. Yeah. The rating had nothing to do with it. Uh, really casting, directing anything. They wanted to make it as practical as possible. They wanted to do as little CGI as possible because it was already going to be so much. They wanted to keep it as light as they could. Uh, and the practical effects just ballooned the budget to insanity and they shut down production. I think though, like, you have to be willing to pay it if you're going to make it. Like, they should have just been... They should just let it fucking happen because I need it. So what I'm saying is not based off of what's a smart financial decision for anybody involved, but I want it. So give it to me, goddammit. Um, I was, wanted to talk a little bit about um, Silent Hill. I think that movie was... I, I actually put it uh, right below Detective Pikachu. I it Like, they took... It's kind of what you said what would make it good... They took parts from one, two, and three, and make it made it into one movie, and I think it worked. I think changing the protagonist uh, to who it was worked well, rather than going with the guy from uh, one or two, which the mo- the majority of the story was based off of. I thought the movie looked amazing, and the only problem with the movie is something the studio made him shove in was the whole uh, Sean Bean subplot, which like I said I talked oh. about with Emily a little bit, but. He, he it wasn't his fault. The studio was like, "You need more men." There's just it's just all women. Why? And it's like it it can yeah, be. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that I, I was. I liked Silent Hill. I thought it was fine. Have you played or heard about Firewatch? 
Uh, I've heard of it, and I've listened to a lot of podcasters talk about it, but I have not played it because twenty bucks to walk through the woods. Yeah, I would not pay to to play the game for sure. A uh, buddy of mine streamed the entire thing, and I was flying between the Midwest and uh, Seattle, so I had, and he he was nice enough to stream it while I was in while I was flying, so I had six hours to kill six six to eight hours to kill. So I watched Ooh. it all on a plane. And it was an amazing story to watch someone play. I would not want to actually play through it, but I think the story with the guy's background of his... I can't remember what exactly happened to his wife, but basically she had some kind of uh, dementia-type deal, and they were still really young, and it led him to drinking, and he didn't really want to take care of her, but he felt guilty about it because, you know, it's his wife still, and then, like, his... When his her parents came to check on him, like you know everything went to shit, she, and he's like, "You just have you you get to make these choices. I don't know if they matter or not, but he's just you could choose for them to basically take her. Like, yeah, like I'm gonna take this job out here. Uh, you take care of her, and then he starts forming. Even though he's still technically married, he starts forming a relationship with the person over the radio that he's working with. It's all really interesting. I'm not doing it justice explaining it, but it's it no. it would be a good like. I don't want to say independent film because, but it more of like a character study type deal than sure. like necessarily like a big blockbuster movie. I I would I would watch more like kind of how they they're making the current Joker where it's more of a, about a character than it is uh, about an event or a movie. I think it would work more at that that level. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean I I've. I've heard great things. I just never. I keep hoping that, like every month, I'm like, this will be the free game on PlayStation Plus. This will be the free game. Nope. Next month. Next month. And I know sooner or later I'll get it. But yeah, I just gotta wait it out. The last one uh, I'll bring up for this time around. I, I do want to do this again. I think there's so many games and video game movies that I still want to talk about and or bitch about that we couldn't get to. Like yeah. the the. the Ones I'll just mention real quick that we don't need to spend too much time on. The uh, Super Mario movie. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> the, the Sonic uh, movie that's coming out. I believe you out. should just have my wife on for that episode. That'd be a good move. Ex- explain. Or not explain she and just have me be shocked. loves that movie. Loves it. She seems like such a nice person, though. She is a nice person. She's wonderful. <laughs> but why does she like that movie? Loves that movie. When she this met is... John Leguizano... She told him, I loved you in Super Mario Brothers, and he went, why? Yeah, I, he, I, he's right. <laughs> one I would like to see made, and I think this is the part of the one that would make the most money, especially after, I would say, the failures, kind of, of the last two movies. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, I think, would be a great movie to make. Or something from the Knights of the Republic-esque universe. Because you're far enough back, you don't have to tie in any of the main Star Wars stuff. Which have you played Knights of the Republic? I only the first. Yeah, and that's that's the one I'm I I like the most, and the one I'll, I'm going to be referencing the most. It's you know it's way back. It, you don't have to ha- necessarily tie it in with any of the movies going on now, and you got great characters, unique stories that you can tell in that in that universe, and I. Especially with how dis, uh, polarizing uh, The Last Jedi was. And how... I didn't think Solo was awful, but it wasn't great. I think you could kind of pilot cleanse everybody by making a, a good Knights of the Republic movie. I don't disagree. Uh, I'm not sure. I still feel like that would be an amazing... Like, put that a 10 to 20 episode the entire first game go against everything I've ever said on this podcast, make it verbatim, uh, make him the bad guy, of course, and make sure that Drew Carfisian writes it. Cause if he's not attached, I'm not watching it. Fair enough. Cause I, Drew Carfisian, like he is, he's one of the best star Wars writers we've ever had. And nobody gives him any credit. He's fucking amazing. He wrote the best trilogy of the books, in my opinion. Oh, I he love He wrote books. this game. He wrote the one after it. He wrote the first two Mass Effect games. Drew Carfisian is a name that you should follow at all times. I got to see... I, I own probably 12 of the Star Wars books, and I don't think I've ever looked at the authors of them. I'm going to have to check it out and see you if he wrote... It's the uh, Darth Bane trilogy. No, I don't. I do not have those. 
He also wrote the book on Raven from uh, Knights of the Republic, and it's a great book. Uh, seriously, if you're a nerd at all, you should know Drew Carfishian's name. It's just, he's the best. And insanely nice. Just the nicest guy you could run into. Oh, that's awesome. I like it when they're also good people. That makes me happy. Um, yeah, so as we're approaching the end, I'm glad it went more positive because I just was scrolling through my notes again and god fucking damn it, Ubel. Like, just stop making shit. <laughs> like, just. Yeah, we we kind of had to get out of that, that dark cloud. Oh, uh, and I also forgot to mention it is Brocktober. For the record, and that's uh, why we start off with Ubol, because there's nothing scarier than that piece of shit and his movies that he makes. Uh, this He did always kind of market them as horror movies, quote-unquote. Yeah, and just not in the way you thought they would be. So this marks the first week of three weeks of October because I forgot um, that October was happening when I did the first uh, episode for the month of October. So it October this year will only be three weeks. Because I am not a smart man, but that's okay. Everything will be fine. <laughs> so, you do you have any closing thoughts on video game movies and or and or Ubol's shitty shitty existence? On video game movies, I, I don't think there's anything else I can say on Ubol's shitty existence. I appreciate it because he's set the bar for the bottom. We know that everything coming next was better than Ubol. So, where can people find you, and what After the Hype podcast should they be listening to? Oof. So, you can find me uh, You can find me on uh, Twitter. It's at YBrianY, and uh, I'm almost never tweeting, but you can give it a shot. Uh, I tweet the most from my the Venture Bros podcast. Uh, it's at Venture Bros. Um, and that one, we tweet maybe once a month, so a little bit more than my own personal. Um, but everything else that I do, you can find daily online at ATHpod.com, where I'm run pretty much uh, a lot of it and uh it's great and i can't it's the happiest i've ever been like not counting you know fatherhood just yeah. everything in the ath network is great be sure to check out all the shows uh matt dykes throughout this entire month is doing a huge dive on stargate it's awesome yes um emily has an article every monday about women and people of color making films and they're awesome like i, I could not be happier like the stuff going on on that website is great uh, and then starting by the time, by Monday, uh, we have all new art coming out for the ATH Network that John has been working on. And John did a great job. And it's great. Awesome. I just, it, everything's great. Yeah. And I, I, like I've said before, I couldn't be happier. And uh, even though I'm by far the least talented person part of this network, it's amazing to watch <sighs> people with real talent work uh, every day, whether it's like their articles are fucking good, like top notch yeah. stuff. And all the podcasts are so good. Yeah. Uh, Demon Days, uh, in particular, I know it's harder Ooh. for people to get uh, into things. You have to like, you know, go episode by episode. Not, it's harder to one off uh, a D and D podcast. But if you, they have sum- summary episodes to catch you up. Listen to them. Listen to Demon Days. It's a good fucking show. After oh, yeah. the hype's amazing. Even if Brian yep. liked Pacific Rim too, you should still listen to it. Uh, it's a good movie. Uh, Samwise is by far one of the most unique ideas uh, I've for a podcast ever and i just it fucking tickles me and takes nothing to listen to you have no reason not to listen to it It takes 15 minutes out of your day and it's fantastic like why are you not listening to it it's great the venture brothers one is also amazing and i help research for that so uh yep i'm gonna my own personal bias there i should have mentioned i do a voice on uh on demon days i am the intro and outro guy and it's a ton of fun to do that john sends really fun scripts and i just get to go crazy with them that's fucking awesome i always talk with my hands even when nobody's watching i i mean if you we i've noticed with us both uh this video chat we both do that a lot it's actually pretty entertaining oh yeah uh for me can't help myself uh find the podcast at damage boost pod at twitter uh damage boost podcast on twitch which we are now affiliated pretty special what? So you can come give me bits and subscribe to me and give me money that way, which uh, make me feel loved and do that because I need validation from strangers. And I'm also, with the help of the guys from Super GG Radio, doing Extra Life, and we are raising money for sick kids and, uh, in particular, the hospital where all my kids were born. And I know they have an amazing staff who really gives a shit about what they do, and it makes me feel good to know that that money's going to help the staff and kids that are in that hospital yeah and people should check out super gg radio uh that's a 
really good show. Those guys are, on top of being nice, they're hilarious. Yeah, really, really good guys. Although Alex is oddly obsessed with Bomberman. I don't get it. (laughs) Bomberman sucks, Alex. Why did you play it so much? They also, uh, I, I am starting tier list Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Damage Boost Pod Twitter account. And they all three came after my Sonic rankings pretty hard. So, <laughs> oh, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were they were not pleased. So, if you want to see some spicy takes on uh, with tier list and between podcast, check out uh, Super GG's pod, uh, Twitter and my uh, Damage Boost Pod Twitter account. All right, that was a lot. That was a pretty <laughs> pretty extended outro, uh, Brian. Thanks again. I always have fun talking to you, and I'll oh, always be jealous of be your here. beard. All right, everybody. Broke up at the end there. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, I was just talking about how glorious your beard was. I know it's really unhealthy oh. to talk about another man's facial hair as much as I do, but I'm jealous. So just throwing that out. There. Well, no. Uh, here, I'll, I'll even throw in the mic a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That was hot. All right, everybody, be good people. Oh, 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 oh,